0: for podcasting. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Wake up, Des Moines. It's time to kickstart the weekend with Saturday morning pregame on 1460 AM and 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. Good
1: morning, Emory Songer and Sean Roberts. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. So,
2: uh, still coming down? I can't, my uh, window's frozen on this and I
1: can't see. It's tough to tell. If it, I mean, it is. It's they're kind of lighter flakes than they probably were this morning. But if you haven't gotten up and you haven't gotten out and about, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, it happened. You're probably buried. Kinnick Stadium is
2: being cleaned up. Cleanup is underway. The big cleanup and construction is underway. We will have football in Iowa City today. And whether or not it's entirely snow-covered, we are not sure. We don't know, but there are John Deers out there. There are plows. There are They are cleaning the
1: field as we
2: speak here in Des Moines, Iowa.
1: Big fans of our friends at Van Wall Equipment. They do a great work helping people in central Iowa and around the state of Iowa, getting equipped with those John Deere's that can help shovel that snow out of your big areas. So... Keep that in mind. It looks exciting. I always wanted to
2: to drive one of the plows that have you know the brush like when you you're seeing the they're they're on the sidewalk. Um, they do that's what they use for the sidewalks here in uh, in Des Moines. They have like it's like this massive brush and it just it spins and all of a sudden the, you're not plowing actually. It just like kicks it out of the way. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, no, Cool. I,
1: I I like it. I like it. Any uh, plows? You think it's easy to plow turf? No, but. Easier than to plow grass. True. Yes. True. Because I was trying to shovel and accidentally would run into my grass at times this need, morning, and it was do a problem. They,
2: do they tarp the turf? And why wasn't
1: the field tarp?ed Now, see, that's a question that I can't answer because
2: you know the snow is coming,
1: right? And you know that there are some, especially NFL fields, when they know that happens, they get out we'll there, cover they tarp, that thing, they up.
2: tarp the field. Just not saying that there isn't going to be any snow in the field but it helps with you don't have to don't have, have to a clean whole, all whole cleanup team going.
1: It's interesting. That's a good question. There are no shots here. I'm just I'm asking a question. Well, I don't know. There's some stuff that happens in Iowa City that I, I question with some level of frequency, and I think everybody does. Right? Okay. Do you know that their athletic director, Gary Barta, is the head of the college football playoff committee I this do. year? Yeah, I've seen him on the TV. We've talked about that. On this show and other shows, I'm sure, on this station. I mean, good for you, College Football Playoff Committee. To be fair, it wouldn't have been my first pick, but... Whose first pick would it have been? Like, did we draw him out of a hat? Because that would explain that. I don't know. I wonder how that goes.
2: Do you have to, like... Do you say, hey, I would like to put my name into the mix for to be College Football Playoff Committee chair? like I want to be the guy that talks on the TV to ESPN on Tuesday nights.
1: And it's supposed to change every year. Like I want to be the spokesperson. It's it's supposed it's supposed to change every year. Okay? All right. So I'm looking. I mean maybe it doesn't change every year. Maybe Gary Barnes is think it does. In, in charge every year.
2: No, he well he has. I mean this is the first year he's done it that that he's been in charge
1: do you, do you are you elected
2: for a certain term I don't know that's a, i don't I don't know the the ins and outs of the the
1: presidency of college football playoffs also we talked about how Iowa State last week could find itself in the mix for the college football playoff, and that was be- before they played their game against West Virginia. We talked about it. And they're they're at seven now and I that seems like a peak. I, I don't I can't imagine unless the world falls down, especially knowing Ohio State will play in the Big Ten Championship game and beat Northwestern. And, and knowing that Texas A and M likely isn't going to lose again. Uh, Florida would only lose to number one, uh, Notre Dame and Clemson play each other. There's just not enough room to move up really any more than the seventh no, threat at.
2: And that was my, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. I said, I don't see them, and this isn't a shot or a knock at Iowa State, I don't see them getting past seven. Even if it's they not, beat it's not, Oklahoma,
1: it, I mean you it's have two losses, and everybody in front of them does not have two
2: losses. Right now, Clemson would—if Clemson loses—they would have two losses. But that's two losses to the number two team in the country. One was on the road, and one was at a neutral site field. And I'm gonna just bet that it will be a close game. So they didn't get blown out either. And those losses yes to the same team, don't come anywhere near what Iowa State's two losses are.
1: Uh, Near is debatable because Louisiana is still in the college ball playoff rankings. Oklahoma State isn't a bad team, but it's not losing to top ten teams. It's not losing to top five teams. Right. And we know the committee does that- not penalize teams for losing two teams ahead of them especially late in the season especially in conference championship games. Yeah.
2: So I think I think you are looking at the the peak here.
1: Now, I, now
2: a lot of stuff can happen. A lot of but, stuff can happen. And
1: I don't think that's an arguable scenario. Unless Ohio State gets beat by Northwestern then you could make the argument because Ohio State's strength of schedule is so bad that they should you be behind You can make them a top Iowa 10 State. team
2: still. You can make them a top 10 team, but yeah. they need to be behind
1: you're looking at, you're dropping to nine? Maybe. Ten. Especially if Cincinnati beats Tol- Tulsa whenever they do decide to play that game. Um, either way, getting in the top four not going to happen for Iowa State, barring teams just not s- saying that they cannot play, basically. I, we can't play anymore because of COVID stuff or something. Yeah. I, you need Notre Dame to win. No, I mean, even then. You need... Even then, I don't think Clemson would fall behind Ohio- Iowa State. I don't think they would. Unless Notre Dame beats them by like 100 points. Which isn't going to happen. And it's not going to happen. So I, I agree. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I think you're looking at the peak here. Even with a win. And then Texas a and doesn't play in the conference championship game. Florida, if they lose to number 1, their two losses are to two teams that are in the top five. I think Florida and, and
2: Texas AM flip-flop then.
1: Maybe. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, here, here's the point. My point of this is the system sucks. And I know that we, we debate this and we talk about it, and people say that the four best teams, that's the way it should be. It's not the way it should be. And I know that we're talking we need to start paying players if they're going to play more games. I agree. Can't we figure that out? We're just now kind of getting around to players can make money on their images and likenesses, but think about the money these schools and college football can make if we expand the playoff and, and include more games. If we had an eight or a sixteen team playoff, like every other level of college football, if the sixteen did you see team, the uh,
2: did you see the picture that was uh, yeah it was going around, around. the it, sixteen team, Brian?
1: But everybody, every single year that happens, yep. and every single year, people are like, "Oh, look at this! Wouldn't this just be amazing to watch?" Of and, course, and, and it would. It would be, but it ain't
2: gonna happen. At least not anytime soon. And you're not
1: gonna jump from four to sixteen. That's never going to happen. And if they couldn't find a way to expand the playoff this year, when we didn't have a lot of non-conference games between the major conferences to figure out whose resume looked better than who, like other teams, if you couldn't find a way to expand it this year, you're never going to expand it. It's, we, We're years away so, from expanding
2: it. Everyone gets so caught up on, for, on the bowl games. And, well, it's, and, it's, and it's, it's
1: stupid. It's stupid. Because you could sponsor these games that could if you're actually worried matter. About,
2: if, you're, if you're worried about your New Year's Six games, those are playoff games.
1: They would be playoff games. Right. It would all be playoff games. It's, it and they be. may not happen on New Year's Day like tradition says they should, but these bull games, after we added At
2: some point, this tradition nonsense, you need to get with the, get with the damn times.
1: Well, and what, what is like, more important?
2: What's it, would you rather be in the playoffs or play in the, in the Rose Bowl? Like, give me the playoffs today, yesterday, tomorrow, doesn't matter.
1: Well, if you're going to have a playoff system, you have immediately said every other bowl game that's outside of this playoff system is a waste of time. If you're bowling green, it might make some sense to you to win the humanitarian bowl. Because but you, get a, a little, you get some cash. Or, and your kids have, get to have fun or whatever. But winning and losing that game, what does that matter? What does it matter, Emory? I've been saying this
2: for since the playoffs have begun. Creating this playoff now, to me personally, anything outside of it doesn't. Unless
1: it, you're in Central Florida trying to beat an SEC right, team, like it
2: just it like the only reason that I got up for last year's Notre Dame game was because they were playing Iowa State, and it was fun to be able to.
1: But but what was the implication of that? But there was a,
2: there was it meant absolutely nothing outside of that I can trash talk Iowa State.
1: And Iowa State fans and Notre Dame fans could go to Florida right. and enjoy. So a it football it game. does
2: nothing. It, it, it I don't understand and maybe I'm weird. I don't know.
1: You're not weird. But it, it, it doesn't it, make it sense. It doesn't
2: do anything for me to watch my team play in the Cheese It Bowl or to watch my team play like I get no satisfaction out of that. And then I have to watch a four-team playoff game and go, man, wouldn't that be awesome? Okay. But so if, if you expand it.
1: If you expand it, not only – expanding it solves several problems. And I know that we're opening up cans of worms when we expand the playoff because now more games are going to need well, to be played and by more Once you
2: teams. do the 16, everyone's going to go, well, what about the number 18 team in the country? Well, don't yeah, they they, they yeah, deserve a shot, yeah, don't yeah,
1: they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you're going to have that, though, because every other college football level has at least a 16-team playoff. Right. And I think that is your baseline, and I think people would be fine with that. This is why the four-team playoff doesn't make sense to me. First of all, we're getting the the same teams every year. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and then sometimes Oklahoma, sometimes Notre Dame, and sometimes a second SEC team like LSU or Georgia. Georgia or LSU, yep. Okay, those are it. There is not that outsider that comes in. If Ohio State gets beat in the Big Ten championship game, and Texas A&M slides into that slot... I'm not going to complain that a second SEC team comes in because Texas A&M's never been there. I'm actually kind of interested to see Texas A&M play against these teams. But I'm looking at this thing, and the other thing that that we could fix by expanding the playoff, and I'm I'm saying 16 because I think that's that's where it would be best. Is that your non-power five schools? would have a legitimate chance to work themselves into a playoff scenario every single year. Cincinnati right now is ranked 8th. Coastal Carolina's right now is ranked 13th. BYU, if BYU had not just gotten beat by Coastal Carolina, they would be in the top 16. So there's three schools that, whether you want to argue BYU's eligibility as a group of five team or whatever, they would be top 16 teams. Louisiana, the Ragin' Cajuns, they are... Nineteenth. They're not that far out of the top sixteen. If they hadn't lost to Coastal Carolina this year, they they might be in the top sixteen. So now, not only do we have more teams involved and more variables involved and more to play for throughout the regular season, but also you have all these group of five schools that don't feel like they get a fair shake, getting a fair shake because there's enough space for them. If they're in the ranked in the top sixteen, they're going to make it.
2: My my thing too, like everyone's so concerned with, well, oh, uh, Coastal Carolina can't compete with Alabama. Dude, do you think we care?
1: And do you think that, like, okay.
2: Give them the shot. And if, they, if they get do? housed
1: by 70,
2: it's a playoff
1: system. How? And I know that football is not basketball. But at least you're giving the opportunity for teams to decide things on the field. And if right. Coastal Carolina even wins a game, Coastal Carolina, if they played right now, they would play Ohio State. If Ohio State... Got caught by Coastal Carolina, and Coastal Carolina beats the Buckeyes? It's not even that.
2: What if Coastal Carolina, and they're playing this game, and it, the way that I'm trying to imagine how that bracket looked, it would be at Ohio State, correct? At least the for first, the first game. The,
1: the first round. The
2: first round would we'll be at home for the favorite, right. for the better record teams. Say they go to Columbus, and they lose. They do an in Indiana, they lose by 7. Coastal Carolina just got a hell of a lot of respect from the country. Instead of going right now, going, yeah, yeah they're a fun team to watch, but outside of beating BYU— Where do the Where do the where do they lie here? Right, and
1: Louisiana. Let's be fair. They
2: they go, they go, and they compete with Ohio State. I'm not saying they're going to beat them, but they go and compete with Ohio State. Say they lose by seven or fourteen. To
1: me, that's holding their own. And then some of these other matchups. Northwestern would play Clemson right now. Wouldn't that be kind of interesting? Ohio Iowa State would play Miami. Wouldn't that be fun? Indiana would play Texas A&M. We know Indiana's a pretty solid team. I don't know how good they are. God, that, Clemson, that Clemson-Northwestern game is a lot of purple. Yeah, they'd have to organize that, wouldn't they? <laughs> uh, I- Iowa would play Alabama in the first round. Iowa's 16th. USC, the Pac-12, is involved in this. USC is ranked in the top 16. They would play Notre Dame. You're telling me that you couldn't find a way to sell television for a Notre Dame-USC playoff game? No, because, and that's a, that's
2: a huge rivalry
1: game. Give me a break here with this crap. If you need the... the who, I What is it? Cherry Bundy sponsors the Boca Raton Bowl. The reason I know this is I was in Boca Raton. I watched a Florida Atlantic football game when I was in Florida. We went and watched them play Western Kentucky. And they had signs for the Cherry Bundy Boca Raton Bowl. If you care about Cherry Bundy being a part of the postseason for college football, can't you allow Cherry Bundy to either have a, a game or a sponsorship within the Oklahoma and Florida game? Are we kidding ourselves that people Emery, wouldn't watch Emery, Florida Emery, and Emery, Oklahoma in a first-round
2: matchup of, of this thing? I mean, here's the deal, man. There are ways to do it. It can, it, it can e- I'm not going to say easily because we're not in that and we
1: need, And we need the players to get compensation right. if, they,
2: if they are playing this many games. What I'm saying is it can be done. They just don't want it to be done.
1: What if we did this? All these schools are basically playing 10-game schedules in the regular season instead of 12. It's usually 12. It's usually 12, but this year we saw that, hey, we can do 10. We can do 10. Is there a way that we just, because we can expand the playoff, we shorten the regular season by a couple of games, we expand the postseason, you have your conference championship game, of course, so there's 11, and then if you're going to the championship game, there's four additional games. That's 15. That's a lot. You know how many games high school teams in the state of Iowa used to have to play to win a championship? They used to have to play 14 games 13 14 games right now they they lost around because they, they shortened playoffs. but point being, it can be done if you love the game of football. NFL schedules obviously they play're starting next year they're going to play seventeen games so 17, they're, add, they're adding they're adding another game, but those guys are getting paid. True. We would have to find a way. If you qualify for the playoff,
2: I think if you qualify for the playoff, you get you, then you the, get some sort the, of compensation. The players then you're need getting, compensation because per game. then obviously you're getting the uh, the want to. Hey, dude, a little, we get a bonus. We get, a little, we get little some payday patch. if we
1: make the if we're in the top sixteen. And if we win a game, we get more money. And if we win another game, we get more money. Don't you think? We could find a way to do this if we could solve that issue. Yeah. Because that seems that's, to be...
2: There's, there's so many... the ends, uh, what,
1: What's going to make more money for, for college football? Uh, watching the Bahamas Bowl between two teams of Group of Five conferences or having sponsors of those games jump into and then finding a network to watch Indiana take on Texas A&M. Or That'd Cincinnati, Cincinnati play Georgia. it would be so much fun. And then you do it over like a, a two days. You do it like on a Friday-Saturday. You do some games on Friday, some days on some games on Saturday. You have eight games there. You have quadruple headers on both days or whatever. You find a way to highlight that, stay out of the NFL's way. Don't you think people would watch that in droves? Ratings would be through the roof. Chris wants to talk about this
2: subject. Chris, welcome to the Saturday morning pregame. What's going on, man?
3: Hey, how you doing, guys? I joined hey. the show. I listen to it most Saturday mornings.
2: Appreciate you. that.
3: Yeah. Hey, um, I had as listening in the car. And I had to pull over and call in because your, your <laughs> way to be safe, though, Chris. Is, way to be safe. Yeah, <laughs> um, your discussion's interesting, but it, but I, what made me pull over and have to call is you guys are arguing against things that everybody already agrees with, so you can't lose that. The point I think you guys are missing, and you need to address, is um, you're trying to turn college football into every other sport. And a lot of us that love college football, the reason we love it so much is the the season has so much more significance than any other sport. I mean, a lot of us that love college basketball, we're barely watching now. It's like, oh, these games don't matter. It's all going to work out later. College football, opening Saturday, you are on it because that, that game – can have repercussions on the end of the year and where you get to play if you make the playoffs, if you get to go to a bowl, if you win your conference. You all of that all that it's the whole unintended consequences. We can all get excited talking about playoffs, but your on your unintended consequences, you're going to make the best regular season sport, you're going to water it down and um it 's not going to be what it is today you, you can 't have both I think, the I think chris are. i think you guys you're aren't talking against
2: that i i think chris though you 're telling me that trying to get into the top sixteen
1: you 're not you're not people aren 't going to
2: compete for that
1: chris you' you're 're you're no. tell, you're, you're telling me chris no. that 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 u s c who's on the borderline of the top sixteen every game from this point to the end of their season isn 't like the most important game they 've ever played. Uh, for these kids to try to work into the top 16. I think it works both ways. You want to care in the early part of the season, and I don't disagree with you, that that if we did do what we're proposing, the early season games would not carry the same weight or significance. If Iowa, like a few years ago, Iowa lost to what was it, North Dakota State at home, and their season or or chances to try to be a playoff team were gone in an instant. What we're proposing is if you had a 16-team playoff, you could recover from that. It's just every single game has to be a must win. So we're just allowing a little bit of room for these really good teams to lose. And then the smaller schools like Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina and BYU and Louisiana, they couldn't lose. They'd have to win all their games just to get into the top 16 here. I think we're actually adding importance to games as we move through the regular season as like a big crescendo. Instead of, a team like Florida loses to a good team like Texas A&M and all hope basically is lost for them going all the way to the season if they can't make it to their conference championship game because it's so fickle. You don't have a lot of time to make up that ground. I think 16 is the right balance between having all the games matter in some way, but also giving schools an opportunity to recover from an early season loss.
3: I I, I can appreciate that point too. And and I get so basically, yeah, you're you're bringing more into the mix. Um, you you still are de-emphasizing games that right now are so important that you just can't lose. So I I get that, but I think your second hurdle then is you're both talking on the side of paying players, and mm-hmm. you're not going to get a lot of us. You're not going to get us on that side either, and you're not talking about both sides. I mean, you're uh, uh, okay. Every, so so Chris
1: yeah, Chris yeah. from from your vantage point, you say you're not going to get a lot of us either on that. The right. so what you say you're saying that you don't you're not in the camp of of allowing play, play, players to be paid for playing.
3: Absolutely not, not in college. Okay,
1: I mean, and yeah, why? Absolutely. But college, but college. okay, so but why is that?
3: Be- because they're be- because it's college. It's not meant to be a professional sport. We ha- they have a next level for that, and if people don't want to do that or they, they don't feel good about putting their. Um, their time or effort into that and getting that spotlight then okay move on we've got several levels of players that'll happily move up another level and play and they'll happily take those spots and they we've will and i players. i agree yeah. with you that, right. that there yeah. will be
1: players that would love any opportunity to get on the field exactly. but yeah. but for these players that legitimately are potential NFL caliber talents that we're seeing more and more skip their bowl games because they want they don't want to hurt themselves in a game that doesn't matter There is millions of dollars getting generated for these institutions, for these colleges. This year,
2: you're seeing the push to have these games played.
1: So the schools make money. So the schools make money. And the players are getting none of that except for what we call a scholarship, which is peanuts on the dollar compared to what the schools are actually making here. And a lot of these players at the Power 5 schools specifically are going to have a look at being professional athletes one day, and every time they take the field at college and aren't getting paid, they're putting their future career and millions of dollars potentially on the line every single time they're out there. This would make it a little bit more worth their while to be able to play at a high level and at least get a piece of the share that they help bring in for their college, because without them on the field... Their college isn't going to be making forty forty five million dollars every and that's single football and that's season. That's why you're seeing the push to get they all will, these though.
2: games.
3: In. There's enough people that play football that would enjoy that spotlight and the And there's enough people that will backfill all that, and it'll all even out because it'll the, the talent will all
2: move. Right. When I, okay, so yeah. Chris, Chris, right. I, I'm if these guys at these at this level choose not to play, right? They because out. they're not getting, they would paid, have to sit out, and you get some of these guys that are playing D2 ball, walk ons, D3 ball, walk-ons, mm-hmm. I think fans are going to get a little ticked off that they're not seeing talent out there.
1: And, and where, where do these guys go? Like the, the potential NFL guys that would prefer not to be playing for free when their school is making dollars hand over hey, fist based on what they're well, doing, they're going to either go somewhere else that they can play or something like the G League is going to get created for them to play until they're draft eligible.
3: Yeah, and that might be, I mean, that's worth it, that, to me, that's worth it not to own. I mean, we all make, life is full of risk. I mean, I work for a Fortune 500 company. They make billions of dollars. I don't make millions of dollars because I work for a fort, because I'm helping them make that. I mean, that's a life choice. But you're getting,
1: I, but you're getting paid money because right. of that though, right? Yeah. These guys that we're talking about aren't getting paid money at all. And, they're getting, and first, I
3: had to go to college and pay for it and take out student loans. And I, and I, I didn't go to the bars and have, Everybody will want to talk to me. I mean, there are so many advantages. My wife dated an Iowa State basketball player. She this this drives her nuts. She knows all the advantages they had, all the breaks they got, and and she has yeah zero. I mean, she actually dated both a football and, and it's like zero um, all whining for what their lot in life is. I mean, they have all the advantages and they deserve it because they worked hard and they're in they're born athletic
1: and, and but it they also are bringing in millions choices. of dollars to the university. If you wiped out these athletic departments, okay. a lot of can these bring, schools couldn't could and survive. In millions
3: of dollars to a Fortune 500 company and that that's the choice I've made. But you also get paid money to do that,
1: Chris. These guys aren't getting paid I, any money. But you can't but
3: I could say my values. Jamie
2: Pollard, what happened with Iowa State, State earlier this year was a prime example of why these guys need to be on the field because they're in charge. What was the 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 theater,
1: yeah, they, the the ISC that was getting shut down, and everyone was them. like,
2: "Well, no, no, no! Now you can't touch this. These guys need to be on the field." So you're telling me these Iowa State players that have no affiliation with this have all this power to control this theater? That if they don't sacrifice their li- or their, their futures on that field, that that th- all of a sudden that theater's gone,
1: and, and all these other athletic programs aren't going to be able and to. That, exist. And
3: then now it's a pro- now it's a problem. Wait but you're using covid and that's an out... i mean but the, but, 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 a, but, but that's but you're telling Chris,
1: me the thing Chris, is covid has exposed all this but but at the same time you're telling me that you would rather have these guys that want to play in the nfl sit out if they're not comfortable playing 15 games in a season it, because they're not getting compensated for it all i'm saying is that you have to think in terms that these players are literally the reason that these Coaches are being paid. these players are the reason that the schools are making money the, the they're the reason that these communities are what they are because of the money that the sports with television revenue and all this stuff generate and if you are deciding that you would rather not let these guys make money because you just want to keep college athletics whatever they are we we, we got to keep in in mind from our personal perspective here that i would never put my life on the line especially when two years down the road if i'm an nfl draft pick i could make millions of dollars but instead i was trying to play for free at my school didn't get compensated for it and then had my leg broke and i was never drafted in the first place and now i've lost everything lost it all it's hard for me to accept that as something we can't really happen life is
3: full of risk and, again, there's a supply and demand, and there's plenty of supply of football players. And, again, it'll all level out. People won't notice. Once once it's level on both sides, people aren't going to notice the difference. It's just like you like enjoy and watch a college football game or a high school football game. When when the the, the talent levels out, it, it's just as interesting.
1: Chris, we appreciate the call. We're just going to have to agree Thank to disagree you on this
3: thing. Appreciate, I like the show. Yeah, weekend, appreciate Chris.
1: it, man, and drive safe. Uh, Brent, stay on the line. We'll talk to you next. we said all we could say to Chris there and Chris is not going to change his mind and that's up to Chris to do that but I I just there's so many contradictory statements that were just said in that side of the argument that I just if you're not supportive of paying the players then you're never going to get any growth in this thing because the players deserve a right to get a piece of the pie Something, especially if you're going to make even more money in the playoff system if we expand it someday Brent, stay on the line. We'll get to your call after the break. We'll also make our college football picks of the day. Coming up next, it is the pregame on 1460
0: and 106.3 FM KXNO. It's time to kickstart the weekend with Saturday morning pregame on 1460 AM and 106.3 FM. This is KXNO.
1: It's a Saturday, snowy Saturday. Uh, if you're trying to be somewhere by 10, you're too late. Um, if you haven't started digging out your car yet. If you are in the car driving, be safe, like our friend Chris who just called. Pull over, Pull over. if you're going to responsible, yeah, do, do something that's not necessarily keeping your eyes on the road. Pulling over is the right thing to do. Our friend Brent is on the phone line. Brent, thanks for waiting. What's on your mind?
0: Hey, guys. Uh, I called before about the same same topic you guys are talking about, so... I'm all for paying the players but the you can see why there's logistics issues around it. You know, I just just do the math in your head, okay? What what, what do we think a a good number to pay the football players is? You know, maybe 10 grand a player. No, I, I, well,
1: no, I, I don't think you could put like contractual numbers on it. I think it would have to be a share situation. And we're not even talking about paying the players every single game of the season. We're talking if the team qualifies for the playoffs, then they start triggering the revenue aspect of this because the players right now are playing games not getting paid and doing just fine and their likeness and images are about to be able to sell stuff like autographs and uh memorabilia and be able to make money doing it that way and get paid to to have appearances while they're in college i don't think playing a 10 to 12 game schedule the players need paid for that i think we could work around if we expand to like a an aid you
2: become become kind of your own marketer right same, so, so your own agent
1: right so then in terms of on the field you have to do the math on how much money your school now generates by qualifying for the playoff and that yeah that money is then a percentage of that needs to i think be put aside for the players and then equally across the board for the guys who are on the active roster and for every subsequent round you do the same thing. How much money are we bringing in, then the players get triggered some bonus and then we could pay them that way. So we're not paying them over a season and we're not paying them a specific dollar amount. We're paying them an equal share of what we agree that they what should make. What our gain is because Basically. of how successful you Correct. guys were. Correct.
0: All right. All right. So so does that include the walk-ons? Uh,
1: yeah, I think so. I think anybody who is okay. listed I I you probably much like the NFL or in even in college they do have some limitations to what your roster looks like when you play in, in home games and away games differ, right? Yeah, so okay. so if you had like you would write down your active roster, and for college football, you know the NFL it's fifty three guys, for college football it might be eighty guys, right? But for home games, yeah, or, or for, for any for any situation like that, Brent, I would say we do that before we even have the the playoff game. If we're playoff eligible, here's my eighty guys that are active or have. Won a letter by being on the field some way this year, and these are the guys that would get triggered for said bonus. It may not be. There's
0: 85 guys on scholarship, though, guys. There's 85 plus if you if you're home, you know. you can actually can you play more than eighty five? I mean, or can you bring more well, you got, a home game?
1: While the guys are on scholarship, you've got to remember some of those guys that are on scholarship are not playing due to red shirts, injuries, et cetera. So then you'd have to decide if guys aren't even on the field or able to be on the field for one reason or another, sure. how that eligibility I, I think though. If you get lawyers to figure this out, and you get the NCAA and the schools to figure this out, we can find exactly how much money these schools are making on these players and on these teams, and we can find oh, yeah, yeah. We, we can find the right amount of that percentage-wise. Like, of course, the big majority of that all has to go to the school. That's the whole point. But if we're yeah. paying the coaches seven million dollars a year to be a coach and we're not paying the players even a dime when they have success on the field and they're going out there and performing, I think we have a a little bit of a broken system, especially when, if we have an expanded playoff like we have proposed even more millions of dollars are going to be siphoned to these schools that qualify, especially the ones that go deep, because of the television revenue, because of the fan revenue, because of any endorsement revenue that, that all of a sudden the school would receive based on this additional attention. We've got to find a way that the players get a chunk that makes sense for them because they're the ones that are making that happen.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you totally, Emory. Uh, but keep in mind, though, and I, I'm not talking about name, image, likeness, which I think is very great. Mm-hmm but that, that's only going to benefit a select few players within a roster it's not going to affect all,
1: all uh, the, the, yeah the the but image like this thing nine. is definitely yeah, going to be title, a, a and that's
2: where you become your own, you, you, become your own you, you become your own agent and it's kind of yeah
1: whatever you choose it. If you're the quarterback I'm go you're going to have a better shot. A yeah. you know
2: or put my my
1: endorsement you know, I'm going to be in a car right. commercial yeah no yeah.
0: I, that makes sense I understand that but you got to understand, like it, it, with the, you know, the college rules, there's Title IX. So as soon as we we want to do this for the football players, it's going to have to be in a payment that goes across all scholarship athletes, both male and female. You can't do it any other way. And, uh, it, it, and I, I think that I, I do think, do though,
2: I I'm with you here on that one, Brad. And I I think that's where it's the not hiccups going to. But <laughs> yeah.
1: but and I understand that at the same time, though, if it's a war of attrition and the rowing team who also lays claim to some of that money, you know, what's going to happen to that rowing team, Brent, they're just not going to exist anymore. So there's going to be, and I understand that there's, there's hiccups and that's why the lawyers would have to get involved in this. But if we're speaking on a program only basis, and we're talking about the football programs right here, and we could talk about the basketball programs for the NCAA tournaments as well. If we have a scale that is built based on a percentage Of the revenue that's brought in from that specific program, I think that we could get at least a baseline figured out to make something like this feasible and possible to accomplish. If we're trying to do it in like everybody gets the same number across all all programs, you're going to see a lot of these little college school teams that uh, you know exist: gymnastics, bowling. That exist based on the money that football and basketball bring in, they're just not going to exist anymore if that's the way that it's going to have to be. So there's going to have to be like a way so that they no can more figure sports,
0: it out. There, there will be no more sports besides football. I mean, football is the money maker.
1: no basketball too, in in, in a lot of
0: cases. On uh, yeah, the men's side. in some instances, but that's about it, though. And basketball it's a minuscule amount compared to football. I mean, so, so it does. I, I get what you're saying, and I, I totally agree with it. I'm on board with it. But you, you have not looked at the federal laws, and you have not looked at Title IX legislation. You can't do what you're talking about doing unless you dissolve everything but football and maybe maybe basketball. and It's just not possible. Uh, pay everybody. I, I,
1: I think there is a way that we could at least start the conversation, though. If we can get the image, name, likeness thing figured out, I think we can move toward this, considering the dollars at stake. <laughs> considering how these networks, ESPN, starting in 2024, did you see this? They're going to have exclusive rights to all SEC games for all the sports, and the money that the conference is making on those rights it is, is just
0: sucks. By the sure, way, sure, sure. I love but again, that, that goes to the, the athletic on CBS. department. You, you, I'm just saying you can't pay the, you can't pay one program you know one sports players without paying them all. There's just you can get a thousand lawyers. That's just not going to work.
1: I don't, I, Brent. I feel like if if we're talking about stuff. Specific to our situation, though, I think this is a little bit different than legislation that was talked about decades ago. And I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think that things can be changed based on the changing of the times. And I'm thinking, I I agree with everything that you're saying. I'm not pretending to be an expert in in laws. I I understand that a lawyer would have to get involved here. But at the same time, if we're talking about the money that could potentially be made if we do an expanded playoff and include more programs and more conferences and more schools from around the country and get involved, the networks and the money that they're going to be willing to pay and the sponsors of these stupid bowl games that that spend – millions of dollars to be on these bowl games that make no difference whatsoever and they'd be willing to jump into this all of this additional money i think would be more than good enough motivation to talk about how we could find a way the to biggest make this thing happen. is
2: here is there is there is at some point something has to be done
1: it's a, and a it's conversation, not a fun system right now
2: no and a conversation can be had the right people Rent like the, the, how many lawyers you want to get People at schools. There needs to be a sit down. There needs to be a conversation. And unfortunately, no one wants to
1: have the conversation because nobody wants to pay players to be paid. And, you know, Brent, we appreciate the call. We got to move Good call, on, man. I appreciate sure. it. Good call. Um, yeah, and I don't mind being challenged on this stuff because I think no, it's and and important and to, and to and note again, this stuff.
2: We're not we're, we're not lawyers. We're not we don't we're not never pretend to, to be. be. Yeah. Oh, I think ultimately, Emory, what we're trying to say is, and kind of like what I just said, there needs to be a conversation. There's a conversation that can be had, at least a discussion. That isn't happening uh, that isn't happening.
1: And again, it's. And stupid. I don't know. And, and
2: every it's above our pay grade to even to try and figure out where is the, the idea, the, guys. The, the metrics behind
1: all. Where's this. Where the idea, guys? <laughs> if you need ideas, college football, we're the guys to call. It's a Saturday morning pregame college football picks coming up next on fourteen sixty at one hundred six point three and MKXNL. You get your podcast. You Last segment of the morning. We appreciate you joining us on a fluffy and messy and white. I mean, there's just... Are you you grooving to this? I'm grooving, man. That's a good song. Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Look it up. It's a partier. Uh, Anyway, so uh, again, final time that we're going to say this this morning. You're going to want to give yourself time if you're trying to go somewhere today. On top of that... Uh, the snow's going to be here for a while, so if you're trying to make snowmen with the kids, you're trying to get some sledding in, now's a good day to do it, but also the rest of the week you're probably going to be seeing this stuff around as well. So
2: Yeah, um, Megan Saul on uh, Channel 13 right now, they just did the, uh, the road map you know, where they got the different colors. Mm-hmm. Anywhere around the Des Moines metro area is covered in pink, which
1: means the roads are covered. Right, so be careful when you're out there. They're working on it feverishly. Uh, should we work feverishly? Let's do it. All right. College football. We're kind of winding down the regular season here for a lot of these teams. Championship week is next week. So, uh, 11 a.m.
2: Tough slate today, but some decent games.
1: Yeah. I mean, it kind of depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for entertainment, I think there are some fun games. Army Navy will be fun, yeah. as always. So, 11 a.m. start times. Top ranked Alabama. At Arkansas, Alabama a 31.5-point favorite. Um, the over-under is 68. I'll t- obviously take Alabama here. Not
2: going to touch the points. This is a game also that you might see in the second half. Alabama maybe
1: easing off the easing gas up, pedal.
2: Get, every, get, get some players, some rest.
1: And Arkansas almost beat Missouri game. last week. Yeah. Yeah, that was a wild game. I don't know if you saw that. Arkansas got a tip. Pass for a two point conversion to take the lead, and then Missouri got the kickoff, went down in forty seconds, and kicked the game winning field goal. Uh, and that leads Missouri. me that leads me to my next game here. By the way, Alabama, and I feel comfortably thirty one and a half seems like a lot, but I I still might touch that. I still, Every
2: time Alabama, you are like, oh man, that point spread's way too and then much, and they win by then forty. Next thing you know, it's forty five nothing at halftime. Yeah,
1: it's possible. The the leading into the Missouri game, twenty fifth ranked now, Missouri hosting ninth ranked Georgia. Missouri has played better of late but really had to go to the wire to beat Arkansas. Georgia is a 14-point road favorite here.
2: Going to take the I'm going to take Missouri to cover. Going to take
1: Georgia to win. Georgia is the better of these two teams, but don't be surprised here. Georgia doesn't have a lot to play for. It, Missouri doesn't either really, but they could Come up with a home win, senior day. You might see a lot. You
2: might see a lot of that today, though. You might see a lot of the teams are kind of like okay, sleepwalking
1: through the last game. We've made it to the end of the season. We're not going to play in a conference championship
2: game. We're not going to the conference championship game. We're not going to the playoffs. We're not. I mean, the bowl games are going to be limited.
1: And even, like, even then, like they'll take us if they take us at this get, point. Get right?
2: in, get in and out. If this is our season, it's our season.
1: And how, how much do these Power Five schools care about what bowl game they go to anyway? Like that's uh, Georgia, maybe because they're going to go to a good one. Maybe like uh, like a, that, a New the Year's schools Six bowl. that got through the season, they got their money. Yeah, and that's what that's what it's about. Now, a team that will be playing Championship Week is the Northwestern Wildcats at five and one. They're hosting two and four Illinois. Northwestern thirteen and a half point favorites at home. Northwestern rocking the All Blacks today. Love it. Uh, cats. Cats big. Cats comfortably. Utah one and two at four and zero Colorado. Colorado twenty first in the nation.
2: Intriguing matchup here. A little Pac
1: twelve action here. Utah, despite being one and two, and despite Colorado being unbeaten, and despite playing in Colorado, Utah's Utah's a two and a half point favorite here on take, the road. Take the Buffs here. I'm taking the Buffs here too. Uh, Utah has not shown a lot to me. Neither is Colorado in some respects, but I think Colorado is playing better at this point. 2 o'clock start time. Coastal Carolina looking for its crowning jewel of its regular season. Looking to go 11-0, and 13th ranked Chanticleers at Troy. Coastal is a
2: 13.5-point favorite. Uh, Tickets as low as $27 if you want to enjoy the game. And Troy? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to take Coastal Carolina here
1: to cap off the season. Me too. 2.30 start time. This is a ranked matchup. 10th-ranked Miami hosting 17th-ranked North Carolina. Miami's a three-point favorite. Going to take the
2: Canes here. Um... I, I I'm I think the Canes cover three points.
1: I think North Carolina takes this one. They go on the road. Sam Howell's been a very good quarterback, one of the top quarterbacks. Been, yeah. not, being, not being talked about in the Heisman conversation, and rightly so. But I think North Carolina goes into Miami Gardens and picks up a win at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. 2.30 start time, 16th ranked Iowa, hosting Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a two-point road favorite here. I like the Hawks here. I don't. No, this
2: I, is this is Iowa weathering.
1: Right I, I, it's Wisconsin weather too. I, but uh, I, I like the I like the Hawks. I don't. I'm sorry. Wisconsin is mm. certainly the best team but that West. Iowa has played this season, except for maybe Northwestern. Northwest i mean, yeah, Northwestern beat Wisconsin. I'm not sure Wisconsin is less talented than Iowa is. Can Petrus, it's it's going to be a good game. Can Petrus do anything on the field right now? This is right going to be tough, right? Listen, the
2: construction crews are
1: out there. They're, they're, they're trying no to work move, on it. They're, they're working. I got on Wisconsin. I got Wisconsin in a tight one, but it's going to be a tight one and it's going to be a fun one. Two thirty kickoff for that. By the way, another two thirty kick. Twenty second ranked Oklahoma State at Baylor. Oklahoma State's a six point favorite. Okie State six and three. Baylor is two and six. I like the Cowboys to finish off their regular season here, and it's important for Iowa State at least to see them. Continue. I like
2: Oklahoma State as well, and if you are a Cyclone fan, obviously you're going to root against uh, Baylor anyway. Because yeah, Baylor sucks. You're going to want the, the Cowboys to win. Yeah,
1: and it's probably too little, too late on that front, but still, uh, six o'clock start time. LSU three and five, about as bad as a national champion has ever been the following year. Oof. They are at eight and one, sixth ranked Florida. Florida's a twenty three and a half point favorite. Yeah,
2: looking at last week was tough to watch for LSU. You you're, you expect those LSU those those yeah. famous yeah. LSU Alabama games? Yep. I don't see a bounce back here for the Tigers, even coming close to Florida. I'm going to take Florida in the points.
1: I, I take Florida big time. Kyle Trask could finish off the Heisman Trophy here. Yeah. I think that's a that's a possibility if he has. A I huge think a game.
2: dominant dominant huge game here. It's it's and done. Trask
1: Trask goes for five touchdowns and 350 yards, which
2: Florida is going to try and they're going to do it obviously because
1: it's their guy. 15th-ranked USC, 4-0. They are at UCLA, a little matchup at the Rose Bowl. USC's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. A little rivalry game here. I'll take the Trojans. Me too. 6.30 start time on that, by the way. As long as Chip Kelly is at UCLA, any big game, you can go ahead and bet against the Bruins. Ooh. 9 o'clock start time. 18th-ranked BYU looking to bounce back from their first loss of the year. They host the Aztecs of San Diego State. 17-point favorite are the Cougars. Uh,
2: I think BYU bounces back after that that close loss to Coastal
1: Carolina. I think that and they cover. I think they win by a lot. I have 35-plus points here. BYU uh, needing to win to just try to get themselves a little bit of a good feeling at the end of their season. And then finally, army Navy, at 2 p.m. start time here, playing at West Point for the first time since World War II. Who do you got? I I have to. I'm a Navy family, going Navy here. Uh, I think Army is going to win, but either way, it's going to be a game it's on a CBS. It's a great game. It's a great game to watch. Army's a seven and a half point favorite. So College game day there right now. I Army's the better of the two teams, but it's always just an experience to see the game. Yeah. Uh, cool uniforms. Just go ahead and watch it a little bit of it, just to get a vibe of that as well, buddy. Good show. Great show. I uh, appreciate everybody calling in and uh, talking with us, college football, and among other things. Be safe out there this weekend and enjoy the snow if you got the kiddies. For Sean Roberts, I'm Emory Songer. This has been the Saturday morning pregame on 1460 KX Snow, now on 1